know about you, man, but I think that's what I call getting ready for the day. Amen? Homeboy got ready for the day. I know some of you might be still trying to get over the fact that dude had his shirt off in church, all right? But you know what? If you get over that, man, we could just, you know, kind of trip out the fact that homeboy was like ready. He was like ready. I mean, that's what just, that's just going above and beyond when it comes to getting ready for the day. Let me ask you this. How do you know? How do you know, man? Hey, wait a second. Welcome to the church. Amen? You guys are the church, so welcome to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, man. Hey, check this out. Oh, yeah. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy day of, you know, everything that you might really think is cool. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, anyways, how many of you know when you're ready for the day? Wendy, how do you know? that you're ready for the day, man. Because you know what? Every day, man, is potential, or has this potential to just, to just take you off center, to catch you off guard, right? Every day has the potential, you know what I mean? If you think about how many days in your life from the day you were born caught you completely off guard, all right, that you were not even ready for, all right, well, how many, how many days can you think of? I mean, I started thinking about this, and I go back to the time my mom was, a, uh, was going to beauty school when I was in the sixth grade. She was going to beauty school and decided to guess to use who, you, who do you think she wanted to use for a test subject, right? Me, yours truly, that's right, right? All right, and she gave me the tightest perm that you could ever give a kid. All right, I have really long hair, and I look like dang little orphan Annie going to school, all right? Freaked everybody out, freaked me out. I was not ready for that. All right, and I've been trying to shine on this girl, Tony Ellis, back in the day, and I was just like trying to, and I came, right, and I'm like trying, and she didn't want nothing to do with me. Caught me off guard. I'm like, did you see the hair? I mean, like, come on. This got to do something, all right? I mean, when you think about it, man, it's not hard to get caught off guard, man, to take completely off center to not be ready for the day. But when you think about it, too, how many times are being dressed in the Word of God being dressed in the spirit of God, dressed in Christ. How many times has that not only made you ready for the day, but also kept you steady through the day when circumstances just got crazy and out of control? All right, think about that. One of my favorite pastors said, uh, he said, this life is constantly driven for a lot of people. Too often is it driven by people trying to either try to run from their pain, all right, or trying to chase down what it means to be fully alive. All right, and you know what? Trying to run from their pain, trying to hide from their frustration, and trying to trying to escape all their hurt, and trying to chase down what it means and what it takes to be fully alive. All right, think about this. When 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 all you do, check this out. Are you listening? Yep. All right, praise the Lord. All right, check this out. All right, when all you do is run from your pain, you become the negative version of who you're supposed to become. Did you know that? Think about that. It makes perfect sense. When all you do is just run and hide from your pain, you end up becoming the most negative version of yourself, of the person that you were meant to become. Because so many times we grow in that pain. We grow in that, in that struggle. So many times, man, we discover what it means to be fully alive when we live through that pain, right, clothed in Christ. You know, so, so I think, I think well, a lot of times, we just take off running because we just weren't ready, right? We weren't ready. We weren't, we weren't, we were caught off guard. Maybe, you know, you felt like the circumstance just got you sleeping and you've been sleeping ever since, man, because you're still running unprepared for this life. See, you and I know, we both know that there are plenty of things in this world that just want to drain the life out of you, right? 
We know that there are plenty of things that want to just drain the life out of you, right? And we also know that there are a lot of things that are promising a fulfilled life, a full life that are falling way short. I know a lot of people, all right, that, you know, according to maybe our world, you know, standards, the standards of the world and stuff like that, you know, have had a lot of opportunities, all right, to have things and you know, going on in their life that we might think lead to a fulfilled life. And yet they keep coming up wanting. I think the ones that we truly discover, everyone that I've recognized, that truly discover what it means to be fully alive, are those people who pursue a life, a vibrant life in Christ. In Christ, man, just clothed in Christ, clothed in his word. And it prepares them for a life, all right, that not only lives at its fullest, but lights up life around them, life in the life of those that they love. They become a life in their families, man, just a light in their families and a light in their friendships and a light in their workplace and a light in their neighborhood. It's so amazing to see. But the only one who can prepare you for that life is Christ. And I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you about what does it look like to live fully alive in Jesus Christ, to be ready, all right, for the day. I got a, I got a, I got a sentence I want you to remember, all right? And, and, and it's right here. This, this, if you haven't heard anything, you've heard me say this before, but a lot of times we'll come up with these really cool, you know, these, these ideas and stuff. God just gives us this stuff to preach, and we just kind of drop it and keep moving on, man. But I'm going to tell you, man, that a lot of times you got to remind people of these things. we got to be reminded of some of these things. And so the one thing I want to remind you of today is that, is that if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You got that? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. How many times you're like, getting ready? wait, wait for me. You know what I mean? Don't start the car yet. I'm still coming. Wait. And you weren't ready. And you miss out on so much in life. All right? You know, we've been, uh, I don't know if you've been around much or where, you, or where you've been. All right? Uh, so, um, but we've been going here through the book of Luke. We've been going through the gospel of Luke. And every, every Easter, there's this temptation to come try to build up this knock-it-out-of-the-park sermons. Like, yeah, all these people got to do this really great thing. And you know what? And God just told us, man, just stay in the book of Luke. We're, I'm taking you through a progression. If they're going to come, you're going you're gonna to preach through this, and we'll just knock it out. So praise the Lord, that's what we're going to do. And so we were going to see where God landed us, and he landed us in a really crazy spot. All right? So we'll, we're going to figure it out. Happy Easter. All right? You're going to have some eggs. It's going to be a blast. All right? Have fun. All right? But, but this is going to get crazy. But what, a cool, what was really, really cool is, where we've been has been so awesome. We've been and we're still in Luke chapter 12. And so far in Luke chapter 12, we've discovered in pursuing this life fully alive in Christ, we have discovered freedom, all right, that Christ brings freedom, all right, from a life of worry, freedom from a life of fear, what other people think, freedom from having to pretend for this person or for that person, freedom from all these things, man. He's also shown us that we can truly live, all right, a life that is rich beyond riches, all right? And then we have also discovered that God's kingdom is our kingdom, and that is an amazing thing, amen? That's a really good place, a really good place for an amen, amen? All right, praise the Lord, right on, man. That's what we're talking about. All right, and so we're gonna we're gonna continue today through our, 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 uh, our, our pursuit through, uh, you know, living full alive, fully alive in Christ, and, and, and we, we landed in Luke chapter 12, verse 35, through 40. <laughs> I'm just going to read it first because the words are going to be flying all over the place. All right? And so I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to check some things out. Amen? All right, here we go. Uh, let, me, let me pray for us. Woo! So, Father, we praise you. 
God, I don't know what you put in that apple I just ate, man, but it has just got me going, Father. So I just give you praise. Thank you for that apple. (laughs) And so, Father, I just give you the praise, Lord God, and we give you honor and all glory, Lord God. You are almighty God. And and you know what? You know, there is no other. There's nothing else, man. Ain't nobody else coming for us but you, Father, and we praise you. And we just want to thank you. And Lord, we're here today, man, just to bring you honor and to glorify your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. We pray underneath your word, Lord God, and let your word fall down on us. We're not here to, to just dig in, dissect your word, Lord. Dissect us with your word for your glory, Lord God, and lead us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. There it is, man. All right. Starting in verse 35, if you have an app, open up your Bible app. I'm in the ESV. Uh, that's the translation I preach out and we talk through here. The words will be up here on the screen if you need them and you don't want to do all that. And so check it out. Luke chapter 12, verse 35 says this. Stay dressed and ready for action. I love it already. I love it. Don't you? I mean, come on. Because he is not playing. Jesus is talking right here. There's a huge crowd. Thousands of people are gathering around. If you read the beginning of Luke 12, thousands of people have gathered around. His disciples are there. And Jesus is just laying it down, man. He's just dishing it out. And the people are just kind of just like, what? The things that he's saying. And so I don't know if you were in the crowd, if I'm in the crowd, and he said those words. I'm like, about that. Aren't you about staying dressed and just being ready for action? All right, or you just like hand me the remote, the chips, I'm good. Well, I don't know what you're thinking, right? But I, I, I'm, I'm about this. Stay dressed, ready for action. Keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that, so that they may open the door to him at once. And when he comes in and he, when he comes and knocks, he says, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service. Of them recline at the table. He'll come and he'll serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and he finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not even, he would not have left his house to be broken into. So you also must be ready. All right, for the son of man is coming at an hour you don't expect. Amen? Amen. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready, all right? Praise the Lord. All right, check this out. Let's just kind of see where he's saying and just kind of open this up a little bit because words were flying everywhere right there. We're going to slow it down a little bit and just see how he's leading us, all right? And so he says, stay dressed. Stay ready for action, all right? And keep your lamps Burning. What he's saying is, man, is, is pull your pants up, all right? Tighten your belt, keep your boots on, all right? And get ready to roll. You're dressed up for church, but are you ready? Are you dressed for this life? All right? We may have got dressed up. For, I got dressed up. This is a brand new t-shirt, all right? This is my church clothes. Praise the Lord, all right? New Levi's, new shirt, all right? I mean, you know, the shoes, I kind of keep clothes. These are my preaching shoes. I don't know if you've noticed all right, this is a pair of my preaching shoes. We got dressed up for church, praise the Lord. But are you dressed for this life? Amen. Right? Living a life of readiness, all right, gives me the freedom, all right, to really live fully alive. He's saying, stay ready, and you ain't got to get ready. You know, man, I've always been challenged. You know, I love working out and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm not really good at the diet part, all right, and the eating right part, but I love exercising and getting crazy with that. And I've always been intrigued by fighting, by fighters' exercises and stuff, right? Because there's just hardcore and there's just constant, all right? There's a guy, um, his name is Rooney, um, Martin Rooney. 
And he's a UFC trainer. He's also an author, public speaker. I think he makes candles and bakes cupcakes and stuff like that. All right. Um, anyways, I'm not sure. He does a lot of stuff. But he said this. He said this. And, he, you know, and I'm always challenged by this fight training. He says this. If you're a fighter, all right, you should be ready to fight at all times. So he says, you should be ready to fight at all times. You know, back in the day, old school boxers and stuff like that, they would just kind of do their thing throughout the year, and their fight was coming two to three months before the fight, they'd go to this, this camp to train. All right, Rooney says, man, we can't be doing that anymore. Because a lot of times, these MMA fighters, they got like seven to eight fights in one year, and they got to stay ready. He says, you know what, you, know, we, you, can't, you, you shouldn't have to fight to get in shape for a fight, right? And he says, getting out of shape, this is not an option. Right? If you, he said, if you would get out of shape, you just about have to kill yourself for eight weeks, you know, and you're going to show up possibly wiped out from that. But if you stay in shape year round, you show up fresh. Let me ask you this how many fights did you have to fight this year so far? How many fights, Jeff, have you had to fight? How many fights are you involved in right now? I don't know just talking about, you know, uh, yeah, I got this one person totally. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this fight in life, this life fight, man, that we're just kind of dealing with, we're just kind of going through. How many fights did you have to fight so far this year? All right, how many fights just were you not ready for? All right, and I'm just challenge you too, man, that, that there's, there's always a fight. And I, challenge, I tell you guys this all the time, there's always a fight. And especially here, you want some really good news? I'm gonna give you some killer news. You want some great news? All right, if you have given your life to Christ, you put a big target on your back. Woo, welcome to the church. All right, praise the Lord. Right on, now it's just that's the thing. Praise the Lord. Right? Because the enemy is gunning for you, man. And if you don't belong to Christ, you know what I mean? He, he can give a rip about what you're doing with your life. All right? He's already involved in it. He's already Lord of that life, man. But you know what? When you give your life to Christ, he's like, wait a second. We got a threat here. Mm -mm, they're waking up. They're praying. Oh, dang. They're in the word. Man, they're talking to other Christians. Wait a second. There's going to be a fight. Right? Because wherever there's great advancement for Christ in your life, there's going to be a great resistance from the enemy. That's a fact. All right, so, 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 so how do I stay ready for a fight? All right, you're probably thinking that right now. And you know what I love about this crowd? You guys ask all the great questions. That is a great question. So how do I get ready for a fight? How do I get ready? How do I stay ready for a fight? How do I stay ready? All right, what does that even look like? And I'm gonna challenge you right now. All right, in an area that you're probably gonna think, I already got that, hold on. Stay, stay in prayer and stay in God's word. And you're like, all right, check. Hold on a second. Wait a second, man. All right, I'm not just talking about the dear gracious heavenly father, thank you for this meal. You know, blah, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not talking about just words just falling out of your face. All right, you don't even know what you're saying sometimes. And I'm not just talking about just reading the word. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm talking about seriously, seriously, actively involved in a life of prayer and a life of God's word. Every day we need to be sure to begin it with God and in a conversation with God. Not, not talking at God. Hey man, where were you on this one? And where you in this one? And here's what I need. And I'd like one of these. And could you make it red? Or I even, I'll go with blue. You know, you know, none of that. That's what I'm talking about. All right, I want to challenge you. I, 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 and there's a prayer that I'm going to challenge you to till Jesus comes back. It's a very simple prayer that every one of us need to just kind of just have in us, man, to come out. And you've heard me tell you this before, and I'll tell you again, man. And it's, to begin the, it's a prayer that begins with saying, you know what, thank you. Every, every great conversation with God, you should begin with thank you. And you know what, man? The greatest thing you can thank God for is the cross of Jesus Christ. The greatest thing you can thank God for is, is the cross of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Lord, for the cross. I mean, the kind of thanks, man, where you're hanging over the edge of a cliff because you think the view is killer and you stumble and you're falling and somebody grabs you by the hair and yanks you back and you're like, woo, man, thank you for that. Right, that kind of thanks. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. All right, thank you for the cross. And then you have to follow that up with, man, I am yours. I am all yours. And that is a prayer I need to pray every day. Every day I need to pray that prayer. I'm yours, man, I'm yours, I'm yours. Why? Because every time I give him myself, I take myself back constantly. And you know what? I know I'm not the only one. Right? Every time I give my life to Christ, you know, throughout the day, back, oh man, sorry, man, here it is again. Man, sorry, it is, here it is again. All right, hold on. Sorry, man, that was crazy. All right, I know. Thank you for the cross. I'm yours. And man, help me see the way you see. Help me see my wife the way you see my wife, Lord. Help me see my children the way you see my children. Help you see my kids the way I see my kids, man, my, my grandchildren the way you see them. Help me see you know, people at work. Help me see people in the community. Help me see life the way you see it, Lord. I've often told you, man, to, to get up first thing in the morning and put on the news is a mistake. Get involved with God this way so you know how to interpret the news. All right, because you will not be ready for the news that is taking place in this planet right now, man. If you did not get him right here and ask God to help you see the way he sees. For your glory, Father. And every day when I pray into this, man, I have to ask him. I have to allow him to talk. All right, I need to allow him to talk to me. I need to open his word and allow him to speak to me. Why? So I can recognize his voice. Because I'm, I'm not walking around my, all day with a Bible like this going, you know, but, but I want to be able to recognize his voice so his Bible is in me, open up all the time in me, all right? And so when things are happening, I'm asking him to help me see the way he sees, I have the word of God in me leading me to see the way he sees. And I can recognize his voice and it's not a stranger's voice. That's why I say, when you read the word, don't just read the word, pray through the word. Too often, man, I know, man, and I've done this too, man, so too often, you know, man, we're, we're going we're gonna to read the word this morning, all right? You know what I mean? It's just that time. It's my time. I'm going to read the word. All right, I open up the word. I got my coffee, all right? All right, I'm going to read the word. Man, I feel better. I'm so ready for the day. What did you read? I don't know, but I just, it was cool. You know what I mean? Totally forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not, we're not even there. I want to challenge you to pray through the word of God. And I'm going to give you an example, man. I mean, here's an example. All right, this is getting ready. This is getting dressed and staying dressed, keeping your lamps burning. Check this out. He says, you know what? Uh, you know, he, he, um, he says, I was reading this week and uh, one, of my, one of my areas of reading, I was in Ephesians chapter five, verses one through 14. And I got stuck in the first couple of verses. All right, because if, when you pray through the word, it's way different than reading through the word. I'm going to give you an example of just reading through the word. Ephesians chapter five, verses one and two. I'll put them up there. Here's us reading through the word. We got a copy. All right. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and a sacrifice for God to God. Ooh, that is so good. Mm, so good. Mm, so good. Walk away. Got things to do. Whew, feel good. I can get on with my day. That's just reading. Sometimes we just read even worse than that without even being present. Anytime you pray without God, that's easy. All right. Anytime you read the word without God, that is so easy. All right. But to pray with the presence of Christ, in the presence of Christ, and to pray in the, in, in, in the spirit of the Lord, that's way different. 
All right, let me challenge us. Okay, let's just take a look at verse one and let's just pray through it together. Check this out. Where is he? I'm not, this is not, you know, this, 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 this is an exercise that I just want to kind of lead us through to give us all an opportunity to experience this together. I mean, some of you guys are probably knocking this out way more than I am, all right? And I get it. Praise the Lord. Thank you. You need to be teaching others how to do this. But in Ephesians chapter fun, let's, 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 uh, chapter fun, Ephesians chapter fun, yay. All right, check that. Ephesians chapter five, verse one. That was five and one put together. Anyways, all right, so here we go. All right, he says, uh, now, now we, we wanna pray through this. So I have prayed my way to the word of God by thanking you for the cross, I'm yours. Help me see your word the way you see it, Lord. All right, and it's not a ritual of things I say, it's just an expression of life that I have before God as I come to his word and that we need to have before God as we come to his word. So when you come to God's word, you can look at it like this, and you can say, therefore, be imitators of God. And we need to pause right there. And we pray that back to God. God, you know, however you feel you need to pray that word back to God. For me personally, I look at that, and God, I want to be an imitator of you, all right? And I, you know what? So many times I find myself imitating myself, and, and that's, there's no benefit there, Lord. I want to imitate you. I want to be a perfect expression of you in this world. I want to love the way you loved. I want to care the way you cared. I want to heal the way you healed, man. I want to change the world the way you've changed the world, Lord. I want to be an imitator. This is praying through the word of God, you see. You know, as beloved children, oh, man, I'm just so thankful that you love me. You see, it's a pause that we just say and we just talk and we just thank you and we just pray in through the word of God. Do you see the difference that can be made in your life as you don't just read the word of God, but you pray through it and you look at the next verse and you say, and walk in love, man. And, And you know what? I'm challenged already just looking at that, man. That means living a life in love, constant love. You see, because a lot of life is expressed like this. Go out there and get yours. You need to get yours. You need to get yours. Who cares who has to pay for it? Go and get yours. All right, but this walking in love is challenging me to give mine and not go get yours, not go get mine, but to give mine. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God, man. And that is such a, it brings me right back to the gospel. Thank you for the cross, Lord. I'm yours. Help me see the way that you see and he says, a fragrant offering to God. Have you ever walked into a place, man? I've walked into places before, and the odor in the place makes me just want to leave. You ever have that? And then, and then you'll walk into a place, and you're like, man, I do not want to leave this place. It just smells amazing in here. You ever have that? That's, I, I read this, and I'm like, that's what I want to be in this world. A fragrance of Christ. That's who we, this is the church. This is who we need to be together. The fragrance of Christ. Amen? Praise the Lord. This, uh, Alan Redpath, I said this before. I'll say this again as well. A lot of times, man, we just got to say things again, man, and I get it. All right? To be saturated in the word of God assures me of the presence of God. Do you understand that? To just be saturated, to just be immersed in the word of God assures me of the presence of God because all I hear is his voice. This is what it means to keep your lamps burning. Amen. To stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Amen. 
I mean, we can stop right there, man, but you know what? He tells us more, man. We need to be in his word, all right? We need, to be, we need to be in genuine communion with God in prayer and then genuinely listening through his voice for his word. And he says this, look what he says, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once. And, and when he comes and knocks, all right? He says, basically, don't get so caught up in the house, man, that you forget who owns the house, yeah, think about this. What situations in your life that, 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 you know, that, that you constantly forget take place that you constantly forget to open the door and let God in to lead you, to, to love you, to love through you, to comfort you, and to lead others? Think about that. Let me ask you, man, how are you, how, how are you know that you're ready for the day? Think about it again, man. If you had a major blow up with your spouse today, if you had a major blow up with your kids today, all right, if you had a major blow up with your, your coworker or your neighbor or anyone, how ready are you to look up first before you look across? How ready are you to, to go vertical before you go horizontal? Is there, you know, because how ready is, how many of you are ready to recognize that they are not the enemy? That the person that you may be blown up with right now is not the enemy at that moment. How many of you are ready to recognize, man? How many of you are ready to do battle with the one who would have us divorce, who would have us abandon our kids, who would have us write off our parents, who would have us slander our coworkers and our neighbors? Too often we spend so much time and so much energy in those areas, man, that we forget to even answer the door. We're just too tired to answer the door. But he says, be like men who are waiting, all right, for their master to come home. And what I love about this idea of waiting is waiting keeps you ready. And he's not just talking about waiting like this. I love it, man. He's talking about waiting and being serving and being involved in the lives of others. Check this out. Debbie and I were in, uh, years ago, we were in Cancun, right? And we were just hanging out there, man. And we we're at this hotel, and it was raining at this hotel. Well, it just wasn't just raining at that hotel because that would be weird. It was raining in, in Mexico, all right? It was raining in Mexico, and uh, the hotel was in Mexico, so it was getting rained on. Anyways, all right? So um, <laughs> we were at this hotel, and Debbie and I, man, we like, we like hanging out in the rain. Her and I, we just like going out and walking in the rain, messing around in the rain, and we just play, you know, we're just we're kind of playful like that. We love each other like that. It's kind of fun, all right? It's very fun. Uh, and we thought, well, yeah, let's go get on some bikes, and we're going to go bicycle right into the rain. And we did, man. We had these bicycles you can grab from the hotel there, and we're just kind of driving around, and we're jamming around in the rain. And then when we came back, it was crazy, man. We kind of put the bicycles back, and we're just soaking wet. And right as we walked in the door, there were some uh, servants, all right, there that just came right behind us. We didn't even see them. All of a sudden, they put these towels on us. And I was like, oh, man, that was so cool. It was like they put these towels on us, man, and, and, uh, and, and they just kind of, and they, 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 they put, you know, they laid some towels in front of us so we can kind of just kind of dry off a little bit. But I thought it was really cool, man, because they didn't just react and put towels on us. They were watching the, out the window, and they saw us come up, and they seen us coming out, putting the bikes away, and saw us coming towards the door. So they were ready for us because they were waiting and they were waiting, not just waiting like this, but serving and waiting. And I think he says, bless her, you know, be like those who are waiting, all right, because it requires that intentionality. You know, waiting on God just retire, requires that love and that active life of love. I was at the store the other day at Safeway. Probably blows some of your people away that I, that I was at Safeway, all right? Anyways, spent a lot of ministry time in Safeway. Um, and uh, I was there, and, and a lady comes up to me, and she just says, hey, I want to say thank you so much. 
And I was like, for what? I'm, you know, I don't even, I know. And she's like, no, there, she goes, I have a friend of mine. She's an elderly lady. And, um, and the, she's got a fixed income. She's all by herself, doesn't have a lot of family. And um, they raised her rent and she couldn't afford it. And she had to move out of her house and she didn't know where she was going. She was literally, had been living in this house for like over 20 years and have a clue where she was going to go after that. And she went over to the recenter. And they were waiting. They were waiting at the recenter, man. They were waiting, man. They were <laughs> waiting, man. And she walked in the door, right? And you know what? They said, you know, we're sorry, we're closed right now, but can you come back? No, they could. Just kidding. They didn't say that, all right? <laughs> they didn't say that, all right? Right? <laughs> she, they, she walked in the door, man, and, they, and through this process that, that goes on there, that's so amazing, all right? We were able to get her into a house. You know, we even got her, I think, into a Section 8 and something like that, right? Yeah, in a Section 8. So she'd pay way less, all right, taking care of this elderly lady. So amazing. Praise the Lord, man, because they're waiting on God. That's what happens when we wait on God, when we're saturated in the Word of God, when we're deep in genuine conversation with God, and we're, and we're serving, waiting on God, and loving humanity. It's an amazing thing that takes place. And then he goes on, he says, blessed are those servants who the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at the table and he will come and serve them. He'll come and serve them. And he did this. And we, we look at that and we say, we, we breeze over that, but if we look at it a little bit more intentionally, we'll realize, okay, wait, the master is serving the servant? That's just kind of upside down in our economy, isn't it? I mean, you work your way all the way up to the company ladder, and you're the leader, and you're the, you're the main chingon there, you know what I mean? And <laughs> which means, you know, heavy-duty guy, all right? And so <laughs> you're that person, right? And, uh, you know, everybody serves you. But Jesus said, you know what? I, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen. This is what he does. This is what he did. And this is what he still does and what he's going to do. And he proved it the night before he got, before he, before he uh, was arrested and, then, and, and, and beaten and then hung on a cross the very next day. That night, he was in an upper room with his boys and they were just chilling and they're all kind of just chopping it up, talking about cool stuff. And then Jesus comes up, takes his outer garment off, goes to the door where there should have been a servant there with a tub of water all right, to wash people's feet. That was the custom because you've been walking in dirt all day and there was nobody there to do it. So Jesus took the towel, put it around his waist, grabbed the water and started washing their feet, man just kind of washing their feet. Jesus, our King, our Lord and Master, got on a knee. He took a knee. He picked up this hoof, all right, off one of these boys. Okay, there was no special creams for your feet back then, all right? There was no lotions and stuff like that and fancy lotions and creams and stuff like that and nice little scents. There was just a foot that looked like it had Fritos growing off of it. That's all there was. All right, and so he got down on a knee, took one of those puppies, all right, and was just washing it. Man, I don't know about you, man, but you know what? You come in the door right here, you put your, you give me, you want to shake my hand, hey, man, how you doing, man? Good to see you. You want to give me a hug, yeah, man, I love you, man. You walk in here and hand me a foot, there's going to be a, I'm going to back up. I want to back up. Not Jesus. On purpose. All right, he did this on purpose. All right, and he even did it to the guy who was going to betray him. He even washed that cat's foot, which is crazy. 
And he said, you know what? A servant is not greater than his master. And the Son of Man came not to serve, but to serve. Not to ser be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. And he says, if, in verse 38, if he comes in the second watch or in the third and, and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. They're, they're, they're blessed because he knows them by their prayers. And they know his voice and him because they're in his word and they experience him through his word. And, and, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and their loving and serving of humanity proves it. So again, I tell you, stay ready and you won't lose time by having to get ready. Amen. He says, but know this. He throws this little parable sentence in there to kind of just kind of you know, switch things up and make us think a little deeper. He says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he wouldn't even left the house, all right, to be broken into. He's saying, what are you allowing in your life that is distracting you, all right, from living wide awake with Christ? What are you allowing in your life to consume you that is keeping you, all right, from keeping watch for Christ in your life? What are you allowing in your life that is just wrenching off, on and on in your life? Or are you just kind of preoccupying you, all right, in your life that you're just missing Jesus altogether and the love that he has for you? And so he says, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you don't expect. You see, our ultimate readiness is for the return of Christ. Hey, ain't nobody coming for you but him. Nobody else is on the way but Christ, man. There's nobody else coming for you, man. You know, there's a lot of things happening in the world today that Jesus said was going to happen before he came back. Might want to be ready, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Just might want to be ready for that. You know what I mean? Might be a good thing. All right? <laughs> so be ready. Ready or not. Ready or not, it's the thing me and my granddaughter play. Me and my granddaughter, Ayla, we, we, we play uh, hide and seek in the house. And it's not like me and my cousins when we used to play. When I used to play hide and seek with my cousins, I was the youngest one, all right? And they'd say, okay, we're going to play hide and seek. I would go hide, and they would just take off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think I had this killer hiding space. I'm just like, wow, this is so awesome. They can't even find me. I'm there for like an hour. I'm like, man, I totally won. And they're at the store. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's not like that. All right? So, but anyways, me and her, we play hide and seek. It's so cool, man. Is that, is that she'll go hide, right? And, when, and she'll go hide. And I say, I'll count. And then when it's time for me to come, she goes, okay, come look for me. <laughs> And she goes, I'm not over here. <laughs> she'll be telling me I'm not here. And I'll be getting closer. I wonder where she's at. And she'll go, I'm not right behind this door. <laughs> she'll tell me, man. And I'll be like, man, you know, I just love it. I mean, because she, she wants to play hide and seek, but she wants me to, to not lose where she's at. Right? And that's how I want it to be with Christ in this life. I won't play hide and seek with Christ, man, but I'm talking to him the whole time. Try and shut me up. It is not going to happen. All right? You're going to be talking the whole time. 
And so he knows exactly where I am at, but even more importantly, I know where I'm at with him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so check this out, man. What are we going to do about that? We got something we got to take care of right here. And you got to think about this. You see, just a couple of years ago, right, the whole world experienced the same thing all at once. All right? Just the whole thing, the whole world, man, was experiencing this thing. And it has not happened in our lifetime like that. And it hadn't happened in ages like that, where the whole world was experiencing the same thing at the same time, you know, and everybody was, you know, handled it a bunch of different ways. Some people handle it better than others, and that's fine. But today, do you know today, April 9th, 2023, today, all over the world, again, today, people are challenged to consider something all at once, again, because it's, it's Easter all the way around. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ all the way around the world. All right? I mean, he is risen, man, he has been risen. All right? Well, you know what? I love saying, he is risen. He is risen. You know what? I want to hear you guys say that in, um, in April. Oh, it is April. Um, yeah. I want to hear you guys say that. What's the month after April? That one. All right? Pick that month and say it then. All right? All right? May. Thank you. Okay, it gets a little confusing up here. Don't judge me. All right? So, <laughs> I want to hear you say he is risen in July. I want to hear you say he is risen in uh, the, I almost said April again, but you know those other months, all right? <laughs> but, but, but once again, the whole world is, 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 you know, you know, is hopefully not so distracted with Easter eggs that they can actually take a minute to remember the ultimate, take a minute, take a life and remember the ultimate act of service that Christ had for everyone on the cross because we have pushed ourselves away from God, constantly pushing ourselves away from God, creating, and all we can focus on a lot of time is the space between us and God, Realize, not really realizing that we're the ones who created it, all right? But we just see, there's just, you know, where, where you at, man? You know what I mean? And he's like, where are you? I'm right here all the time, right? And Jesus came to, to, to bridge that gap. You see, he died for your sin. He died for my sin. He gave his life up for our sin. So, so, I mean, there's so much we can go right here, but basically so that we can be with him for eternity and we can recognize how amazing he is and we can be in the presence for eternity of a, of, of a holy and pure and mighty God. And there'll be nothing in our mind thinking, I shouldn't be here, Right? And we'll know that we belong there because Christ paid our debt for our sin. He paid for your life and for my life. And three days later, he got up and proved it. He proved it, man, because he's still alive. He's alive then. He's alive now. Praise the Lord. Amen. And there are only three ways. There are only, there are only three possible ways to respond to that message. There's only three things you can do. There is no other thing. People say, oh, no, 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 no. There are only three things that you can do. Number one thing you can do, man, it's really simple, is you can deny it. You can deny that whole scene. You can deny that whole uh, scene, that whole message of, of redemption. You can deny it, man, and good luck with that. You're not going to have much. I guarantee it. Or you can create a religion around it 
all right? Just to make yourself feel better. Because like, hey, I heard that. All right, I better do something. I'll do this and do this and do this. I'm not going to do that and that and that and that. That's, come on, you're asking a lot. And you create yourself a religion that just helps you to functionally remain the God of your life. But yet you're still so far away from the cross and the God who gave his life for you. So you can deny it, man, and good luck, or you can create your own religion and functionally, you know, keep yourself the Lord of your life. Or you can worship Jesus Christ as Lord. You can worship, you can fall on your knees, and you can say, you are God, I am not. You are God, and I'm yours. Thank you for the cross. I'm yours. Help me see the way you see. That's all you got. We're going to be here to pray with you. If you want to come and pray, man, just people will move, man. Come out here. You might need some help praying. All right, but right now, man, don't, don't leave here not knowing that he is Lord of your life. Don't leave here. Don't leave this moment, man, because every moment is not promised. We know this. What you going to do about that? I say, get ready, be ready, and stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Amen. Praise the Lord, man. Happy Easter.